Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, today is National Ice Cream Day because we're recording on a Sunday. I'm just curious, soft serve, is that considered ice cream? Gelato. Well, gelato is Italian ice cream, right? So would that be considered ice cream? You know, I'm a purist, and so people are going to be pissed <laughs> at me it. after I this. I knew but it. I tell you what, all the posts I've been seeing that are not ice cream have just, like, I've just been livid. I've been completely livid. Ice cream is very particular in terms of the three ingredients <laughs> that it typically has. Uh, gelato, you're right, is similar to ice cream, but there are a lot of differences in terms of fat content, serving temperature, and uh, the lack of egg yolks compared to ice cream. I don't want to name a bunch of things that I've seen that are not ice cream that are popping up in people's feet, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've just stayed out of it. I have nothing nice to say, so I haven't said anything on Instagram. <laughs> I knew it. The pretentious Monica's came out. Oh my god! She's calling out everybody. Everybody that's not posting actual ice cream. <laughs> You're on her list, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've just kept it quiet, kept it positive. <laughs> but yes, it's very troubling to me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a hard time trying to pick out what I was going to post because the one I got from Nutty Scroll Gelato looks the most like ice cream and simulated mm -hmm. it. And so <laughs> you're going to laugh. I actually Googled, is gelato ice cream? <laughs> the answer was, in Italian, gelato means ice cream. Mm -hmm. So that's what, that's what it is. So I was like, okay, I guess that's that's okay. Because I had, I had some frozen yogurt and I had mm -hmm. some soft serve mm -hmm. images. I didn't want to get a comment. Was just like, that's not ice cream. You're getting called out. But let's be honest. Salt and straw. We got Frankie and Joe's. And then Molly Moons. What else do we have for ice cream around here? Maybe Full Tilt. So there's not really a lot of choices for ice cream. Specifically ice cream. There's always gelato. There's bingsu. There's soft serve. There's blizzards. So there's... Yeah. No, I agree with you. It's not the purest ice cream, though. Yeah, no, I and that's why I really have strong opinions around where Seattle still fits in the ice cream landscape. I still think that we've come a long way, but we're not quite there yet. You're right. The selection of ice cream is not that great. There are a lot of folks who are using bases still, and that's fine. Like, you know, I mean, if you don't know how to make ice cream, I mean, that's cool. You can go ahead and flavor ice cream. And I'm not calling out one company. Multiple companies do that. So let's mm -hmm. just be real. Again, I still don't think it's that big of a video because it's literally three ingredients. But... <laughs> But, you know, no, you're right. It's it's hard to find one. And, you know, last year we lost Sweet Bumpus. And I saw that Matt uh, posted from North Carolina. Yeah. And he brought out the machine. And so, yeah, definitely missing him in the ice cream community. And he has were, you know, house made. Yep. <laughs> I still refuse to eat ice cream or order ice cream in a restaurant, Monica. You're not making me order that unless they make it in-house. I still refuse. I know. And you, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But what I think is funny is that it's super hot out. So, you know, I'm cranky already. And then you bait and trap me with like, this is, is what is ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh I knew God. this would get you. <laughs> just, yeah. I just had a feeling. <laughs> I just had a feeling. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast. This is episode 97. 
if you're not familiar. Hello, all you new listeners. She's Monica. I'm Nelson. We're going to recap a bunch of stuff. I'm looking through my notes. Well, we almost made it to three pages of notes, Monica, which means long show. No, it's okay. We just, oh man, I spent so much money on eating. <laughs> just, this is my food budget. Yeah. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to my life every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that you went back to a couple of repeat places, so we'll, but we'll talk about that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Let's start by something we both did, but not at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, over the weekend, you and I went out to Greenwood to Champion Wine Cellars to pick up Bell's Pastry's July Dessert Box of the Month. Monica, I'm serious now. The dessert box should have been called Gone in 60 Seconds, because that's <laughs> how long it took for me to finish that box. We got the lemon fruit tart. I was always so excited for that. I just love fruit tarts. Anytime I go into a Chinese bakery shop or a French pastry shop, I'm always looking at the fruit tarts because they always look so colorful and they put that sugar glaze on top and it makes it all glossy and everything. And I'm just like, oh, I'm in love. I'll take that. That's what I'm going to dig. <laughs> but <laughs> amaretto cake, marshmallow pandan macarons, which awesome flavor, unique. And these vanilla floral cookies, the design of those cookies were amazing, Monica. And the, everybody got like a different one, I noticed. Like I was looking through the stories. You got a different floral cookie from what I got. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, pina colada cupcake. Mm-hmm. I don't like cupcakes, but when there's pina colada involved, I ate that. What was your favorite, Monica? It's a tough call because I'm all the desserts are so different. And I think everyone's heard me say that everything Jasmine Bell Smith makes is just gold and uh, actually feed the pudge. A friend of the podcast says that as well. So we're both on the same page. Mm-hmm. I think for me, for this batch, I haven't I haven't finished all of them. I kind of just took a bite out of everything. Uh, the macarons are always something that I love in terms of their size and just the finesse of it. Uh, the floral cookies, you're right, absolutely beautiful works of art, just incredible. And the pina colada cupcake. Um, pina colada is not typically a profile that I like, but there's some magic that Jasmine weaves in where I'm open to trying things that I know I don't like. And it's just a little bit different, you know, not the same old, same old status quo to sort of make me shift a little bit. How do you not like the flavor profile of pina colada? It's coconut and pineapple. Those are like two amazing flavors. Are you, are you saying because I'm Hawaiian? No, I'm not saying I'm Hawaiian. <laughs> Look, if I'm out in Las Vegas and I need a drink, Pina coladas and strawberry daiquiris all day, guys. Totally. <laughs> um, you know, maybe, maybe that's why, you know, I mean, growing up and getting my first job slinging, you know, drinks on the beach, pina coladas were so typically ordered by tourists that, I don't know, there was just something about them that I just never really liked. And until today, I still don't like it. And you're right. Like, I, there's nothing wrong with those flavors. You see me eat those flavors all the time. But there's something about the calling it pina colada that just but again like the way that it's presented in her baked goods is so different like so skillful masterful and like i'm just such a fan i'm just such a fangirl of her got it you get ptsd when someone says pina colada (laughs) that and when they you know show me something that isn't ice cream and call it ice cream It was so fun. Jasmine was there when I picked up my box, which you know what that means, Monica. She likes me better. Anyway, (laughs) you guys missed out on the July dessert box. Make sure you follow Belle's Pastries because most likely certain she's probably going to have an August dessert box or some sort of August delight. Make sure you get on that before it sells out. 
Mm-hmm. I really loved it. <laughs> I'll know she likes you better when you get to go visit at her house. <laughs> yes. What? Wait, what? I've never been to her house. What? <laughs> okay. Well, that's what we did, I guess, together. I'm quoting together. So uh, what else are we eating this week? Let's see. I'm gonna, Let me start. I'm going to try and fit everything I ate in an hour show because mm-hmm. we got to keep it short. Monday, I had picnics in the park with friends of the podcast. I guess one of the silver linings from all this pandemic is that we're eating outdoors now because we're forced to eat outdoors, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it was fun. For lunch, I met up with friend of the podcast, Life of Jess. We had Bento Yagoman, which is this bento place in Issaquah. It's just basically an order and takeout. So there's no seating. We got lunch bento boxes. They're a really good deal for $12.99 and went out to the Lake Sammamish State Park. The next day, I had dinner at the Bellevue Downtown Park with Hello Mischief and TDT Eats, both friends of the podcast. Michelle has never had Din Tai Fung before, which I was like mind blown. So mm-hmm. I had to order all the hits. I'm talking the XLBs, the string beans with garlic, the pork chop fried rice, the shrimp and kiribota pork wontons and spicy sauce. And I got upsold, Monica. The person <laughs> taking my order told me the kale was good. You know who ate all the kale? TDT Eats. He ate all the kale. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, good thing I wasn't there because, yeah, no kale for me, yeah. y'all. <laughs> uh, side note, guys. You can only call in and order or order online off of their website. I went into Din Tai Fung and said, I'd like to order takeout. It's like, oh, we can't do that. It was like, you can only call in. So I asked them, I was like, so I need to like take one step outside of your building, call you guys and then order. And they go like, yes, which was, I don't know, somewhat ridiculous because the person that was talking to me answered the phone <laughs> to <laughs> take my order. So, <laughs> hey, those are the rules. So if you guys are craving Din Tai Fung, make sure you order online or call in the order. You can't just walk in. Mm-hmm. The next day, I couldn't get enough dumplings, so I ordered through this new app that I tried out. It's called Chow Bus, which I recommend. It is for Asian restaurants in the local area, which is cool. The neat thing about it is that if you want to do delivery, you can order from multiple places, and there'll be one delivery altogether, or they can put it all together. And Monica, recommendation time. I swear, Monica's my new Yelp, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm still the Yelp OG, nine years and counting. (laughs) (laughs) Little Ting's Dumplings. You talked about that last week or maybe two weeks ago. I can't remember. It's been so long. I got some pork and chive pot stickers, some pan fried chive baby shrimp buns, a green onion pancake and cucumbers. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Again, Monica, just eating for one. I'm not pregnant, so or not eating with another friend. So just eating for one. I had a lot of leftovers, but it was really good. The pot stickers, you guys, I highly recommend the pot stickers. They have that filling, that little crispiness at the bottom. I think that's one of my favorites. If you guys have leftovers and you have an air fryer, highly recommend putting in the air fryer for maybe like five minutes. It's total game changer for that. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thursday, I was out in Lower Queen Anne for Vietnamese food at Pho Viet An. Friends, Emerald City Eater, Dine with Diana, and Elitis, we all dined in an outdoor patio, so outdoor dining, and we had dishes like the King Special Pho, which is basically all the meat pho. Mm -hmm. So all the meat that you can think of, including (laughs) the tripe, the brisket, the fatty flank steak, all sorts of it it, just thrown in there. Wait, wait, wait. So it's like 12 meat pho? 
12 meat pho? I've never heard of 12 meat pho. I've heard of Doc Biet pho, which is like basically all sorts of meat in, the, in Vietnamese. But yeah, 12 meat pho. No, I, I've never heard of that. You'll have to tell me what that is. No, it just sounds like there's a lot of meat. It was. It's not a thing. I'm just making it a thing. And our friend Elitist just goes like, yeah, and add extra meat on top of it. I was just like, add extra meat? So you know what they did? They brought out a plate of extra meat. And so we put it in the pho. <laughs> oh, my goodness, you guys. Definitely. A good meat to pho ratio <laughs> is what I was trying to say. We also ordered short ribs as well as the lemongrass and pork rice plates. And then the mango salad. You definitely need to order the mango salad because mangoes are in season right now, guys. It's ripe. They're sweet perfect salad it's not even a salad monica which is the perfect thing for you because you don't like salads right no <laughs> salads no now we had a taste of the vegetarian pho broth and i have to say i have to go back for this and get the vegetarian pho monica you know me this is on the level of like monica and sandwiches and salads she doesn't <laughs> like them that's me and vegetarian we don't go well together so you know it's good if you like it and then afterwards, we went to Timeless Tea in the U District. If you're looking for the realistic dog moose cakes that you see on Instagram, you can find them here, guys. This is where it's at, Timeless Tea. I love watermelon drinks in the summer. They had a watermelon tea. I order anything that says watermelon in there in the summertime. <laughs> it's just sold. But I highly recommend the milk cream mango. Two of the guys got the milk cream mango, and they like could stop talking about it for the whole time we were at Timeless Tea. <laughs> I know that's one of the things I miss like pre-COVID like usually you know we used to like share things and sip and like eat each other stuff now we can't do that anymore so it's just like no. such a bummer <laughs> it really is uh we had all our masks on we asked for multiple utensils because we didn't want to grab out of the same plate or anything so we we're using a universal spoons and things and mm -hmm. the way it should be the way it should be yeah but yeah loved it and then friday i went on a mini food pickup crawl i guess that's what it's called now because we just can't eat it's not a food crawl it's a food pickup crawl mm -hmm. i did an ig live mukbang with james who's the owner of watson's counter out in ballard and he sent me home with so much food there's some new items that he sent me home with. I think I've tried almost everything on their menu now after going there twice. Loco Moco, which I, I was craving for for some reason. I also asked for the honey butter fried chicken sandwich. There's these garlicky chicken chonks, which are basically like chicken nugget tenders in little bits. They were really good. And then there's something called Watson's Deuces. If you're not familiar with what Watson's counter is, Watson is James's dog. <laughs> That's the name. So Watson's Deuces are churros guys <laughs> so they have a korean red pepper and a toasted black sesame flavor mm. so these are unique they are perfectly fried monica i okay costco churros they're okay but they're a little bit hard don't you think they're they're just kind of overdone because they don't know the cooking time do you agree with that or something's wrong with something's I, off about that churro at costco i don't eat costco churros <laughs> oh. so here comes that monica again <laughs> Yeah, this this Monica's coming out. Okay, so everybody else, all us common folk that order the churros at Costco, I don't recommend it, but I love these churros. They're really soft. They're really perfectly fried. Really, I want to order these again because they were really, really good. So they have some really new items on the menu, so make sure you order online or on the phone in your order. They don't do dine-in. They're just doing pickup right now. Mm -hmm. 
for me, I wanted to bring him something for the mukbang because he gave me so much food. I stopped by Lowrider Baking Company and got us a half dozen cookies each. So I gave him a half dozen. I got half dozen and three words, Monica. Stuffed Nutella s'mores. Have you had those before? Yes, they're delicious. I don't get oh to Lowrider often anymore and they're definitely not on the streets. But yes, I've I've had those. I've had the s'mores one, which I included in the in our half dozen, but I saw Nutella and I was like, you had me at Nutella. But I also got some classics. I got the birthday cake. I got the stuffed strawberry rhubarb, as I mentioned, cookies and cream, etc. I mean, there was so many. I love Lowrider. I gave some to my parents and they go like, these are amazing. I was like, yep, they're amazing. And they're even just as good the next day too, guys. This, mm-hmm. It's so good. And under Monica or Yelp Monica recommendation, <laughs> I went to Freelar Tamales and picked up salsa roja pork and salsa verde chicken tamales. And I picked up some mini pies from Baked from the Heart. Monica, they're so tiny. I know, I know. you told me how small those little mini pies were, but I was like, oh my gosh, I can fit like five in my hand. It's just like just in the ball of my hand. Do they sell different sizes? They did. They said okay. they had... A regular size and then the mini size. And okay, I, cool. I picked up a couple of mini sizes that were about $3 each. Mm-hmm. So I picked up two pies. I, I got the bean supreme as well as the sweet potato because I looked back at your post and you recommended those two or you mm-hmm. like those that is mm-hmm. your favorite. So yeah, the that. sweet potato is really good. But I guess what they're missing is the medium just probably because, you know, it takes up too much space or something. But the medium is a really great way to try the pies because it's about a slice and you can share those as well. Freelard tamales, it's, it's like a secret menu because it's, I couldn't find it anywhere on their menu. So yeah. I had to ask. I was like, do you guys have pies? I was like, yes, we have pies. I was like, okay, <laughs> They're all, yeah, we have pies. But Nelson, you didn't get the best tamale they have there. It's the jalapeno cheese one. And oh. you know me, I eat meat and that's the best one. Monica, I didn't mention it because I didn't give that one to James. I only oh. got, I accidentally... <laughs> <laughs> I went back and checked the order and I'm just like, um, you only gave me one jalapeno and cheese. I was like, that's because you only asked for one jalapeno and cheese. I was like, oh, I did. Okay. And I was short on time. So instead of having me reorder again, another tamale, which is probably not that hard. I just decided to keep the jalapeno and cheese tamale myself. I just ate it today for lunch. I was yeah. like, yeah, this is really good. I it's was like, really I would good. eat this. Right. It's really good. No meat. And it's so good. Freelar tamales, but they are actually located in Green Lake, guys. So you make sure you check your addresses for that. And then finally, since I was in Greenwood, as we mentioned earlier, picking up Bell Pastries dessert box at Champion Wine Cellars, I went across the street to La Canasupa Market, which is a Mexican grocery store. And in the back, there's a restaurant. You have to get their quesadillas, Monica. I usually do get those, but for some reason, I was feeling tacos because I've never had their tacos before. Hmm. Their tacos are $6 each. Now, normal tacos are what, like $3 a piece or maybe less than that? I don't I don't know what the growing market rate is for the, for tacos right now. But they are huge tacos. I mean, they're the if you order one taco, they're the size of like two and a half regular size tacos. Hmm. I got what I call my trinity. I got the lengua, the cabeza, and the carnitas. Those are my three that I love to get. And I got a pound of chicharrones to snack on. Did you see my chicharrones, Monica, in my story? I did. And I hope you took a picture of one next to your head and you're going to post it. Because I'm (laughs) telling you, Nelson, like you would influence everybody. Everybody just, this would be like Instagram worthy. I'm serious. 
Yeah, they're bigger than the size of my hand. It's so crazy. This place is definitely a hidden gem, and I found it years ago, way before I started talking to you, way before I started Instagram. I just decided, hey, what's what's in Greenwood? What's What looks good? And I came across this place, the Kana Supermarket, and it is definitely worth it, you guys. I, I love it. If you're going to go there for the first time, get their quesadillas. Just any of their quesadillas. It's, it is so delicious. You got to get that. Cool. That sounds awesome. Yes. So that's what I ate. Wow. Maybe I am eating for two, Monica. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, just think of it this way. You're working out again, so you're just burning more calories, so you just need to increase your food. Intake. I'm not working out as much to eat all of this food. This <laughs> is like calorie consumption here was 30,000 calories. The calories I burned at, at the workout was probably like 5,000. So you guys do the math here. So. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. All right. Yeah. So what have you been eating? What What have you been checking out? Man, it's just, just so much. All right. Let's start it off. So it's July, Nelson, Fremont Sunday Market. It's my home. Haven't been I know. there forever. It's not going to be open this year. And so I've been I've been looking for the vendors all over the city. And so sometimes they're hard to find. And I found out that True North was serving up Nitro at the Mir flagship over in Stoneway. I think it's what you would call Wallymont in between Wallingford and Fremont. <laughs> no, no, that, nobody no. calls it that, Monica. Who does that? Oh, <laughs> uh, and you know, there's just there's nothing like a frosty glass of nitro, and so it's it's one of my favorites, and I'd always walk around the market with one, and they're just so nice there. And you know, while I was there, though, what kind of blew my mind a little bit is I'm always like trying to get to Westman's Bagels. Mm-hmm. They sell Westman. Westman's bagels there and some of their chocolate chip cookies. And so I'm just oh, like, nice. why did yeah. I not know this? That's a hidden gem that I had no idea about. So mm. that's cool. Now I know for the future that I don't have to go all the way to Capitol Hill to get a bagel. So that was pretty cool. By the way, Wally Mount sounds way too much like Wally World from National Lampoon's <laughs> Vacation. So I, I think we need to come up with a different one. Maybe like Freeford? No, Free. Freemford? I don't know. <laughs> Freemingford. Freemingford. Well, what about that one? Freemingford or something no, like that. I don't know. Work on ah, it. Let's, we got to workshop that. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> all right. Speaking of markets, I'm all about markets, guys. And Pike Place Market is starting to get back into the groove. So slowly by slowly, some vendors have been coming back. I dropped by LNOs to check out their remodeled space. And so while they were closed down for a bit, they were in that corner space and they still are. They just moved a little bit over. So they're still in the same space, just moved a little bit over. And I had to get more of that key lime pie that we tried out. And it's a really cute space and glad I got to some yogurt. And the reason why I got it instead of like some of my regular favorites is because I know seasonal flavors go. And so I uh-huh. eat them as much as I can before they go and wait for the next seasonals. Did you see Annie Eats Food make her frozen yogurt oh my God. out of the key lime pie? Yes. I was like, what? What? I know. I'm too lazy. I just ate it out of the cart, out of the, right. <laughs> the, the cup. I was like, right. ah, holy cow. That's genius. I should have totally done that. I should have done totally that. I totally saw it. And you know me, being lactose intolerant means that I always have condensed milk in the house. <laughs> so like, and I don't have to go to work anymore. Like I work from home. So it's just like, you know, yep. it's just lactose all the time um, yep. with no consequences. <laughs> so yes, I did. It looks delicious. So shout out to our friend, Annie Eats Food. Check out her blog. I I think she's going to post the recipe. Yeah, I think she is. Right. I hope so. I, she posted it in her on her uh, Instagram post. Cool. So, but I think she's going to post it on her blog. Though. Me too. So check it out. Look for that, you guys. And 
I also visited Cobb's Popcorn. So Cobb's is located downstairs on Western Avenue, and they've been around for like a year or two, I guess. I don't know that a lot of people know about them. They, they sell out regularly of their popcorn. And so when I get there early in the day, I always want to grab some. And if you haven't tried it, you are doing it wrong. Absolutely wrong. <laughs> so that day we picked up some cheddar and the cheddar is just the cheesiest. I mean, we're talking like orange finger, nasty, like oh, creamy yeah. cheese <laughs> on, on just like this perfect popcorn. And so like, it's, it, it's just the popcorn of your dreams, guys. Lots of places down there, like Bark Brontus is down yeah. there as well as Jar Bar. Yeah, totally. definitely. You don't want to skip out on that. No, you don't want to skip out on it. And it's not just, you know, the vendors that are up top. I mean, really down under, you just never know what you're going to find down there. Mm -hmm. And then my final stop that day. So what I was trying to do is get in and out of the market in 30 minutes uh, and stop as many places as I could, which is hard with a family. So my last stop was at Atrium Kitchen to pick up new prepared meals from Chef Tracy. So uh, I tried the do-it-yourself, like cook-at-home meals. And then these are prepared meals now. And so I tried lasagna, chicken quesadilla, mixed greens, lemon blueberry bar, and the clafouti, Nelson. So... <laughs> So both, I don't know what clafouti is, but I'll tell you. Okay, I'll get to it in a minute. So <laughs> both both entrees were really cheesy, like super chilly, cheesy, and as typical of Atrium Kitchen, full of really quality ingredients from market vendors. So Nelson, you know I love lasagna, and I hate to make it, so this was absolutely perfect. And even though it was one serving, it was really two servings for me, so it was like mm -hmm. two meals. So that was great. For dessert, lemon and blueberries are one of my all-time favorite summer flavor profiles. I just think they just go perfectly together. That's what she did with both the lemon blueberry bar and the clafouti. So the clafouti is, um, it's, think of it as, as like a little baked treat. And it's made out of like a flan-like batter. And if you were to ask me, when you bite into it, it has the texture of like bread pudding. And um, you you can put anything you want in it, but it's typically berries. And so that was there was also a, like a blueberry one. So it was really delicious. All right, guys. So Chef Tracy has a rotating menu. So the, there are different dishes each week. So I'll be looking forward to some of those as time goes on because we you know like it gets hot. I don't want to cook. Like I'm not cooking tonight. Like forget it. Not doing it. I have to agree. It's it's so cold. My air conditioned home, Monica. I might have to decide <laughs> to put some sweats on or some socks. I don't right. know. Burr. <laughs> Burr. <laughs> As I said that, I can just feel like 20 people just decide to unsubscribe. <laughs> right. Right, there. right. I don't know what's worse, that or me being like, yeah, no, I have an air conditioner here and I'm super cold. <laughs> like Nelson's joking, but I'm not. <laughs> Like I, this is my life, you guys. <laughs> I, I haven't brought out the air conditioner yet because I wait as long as I can. So usually that means like three to four days of over 90 degree, degree weather for me to bring it up. All right. So somewhere with a teenager, somewhere with my son continues. And so he gets to pick some of the places that we eat. So Cole loves dicks, but honestly, y'all, don't we all love a bag of dicks? So we stopped and grabbed a few burgers and fries. And guys, they're also selling a pair of stride line socks, $18 and $3 of each pair purchase goes directly to fair start. So this is why I kind of want to talk about it. Fair start transforms homelessness, hunger, and poverty into human potential through one person, one job at a, at a time. So they have a, a tremendous job training program. And of course, before COVID, they'd have guest chefs every week. And um, it's it's really a great cause, you guys. And so you can buy a pair of these socks at Dick's locations or at Bartell Drugstore. I was looking through an ad. I think it came on my Instagram stories and Dick's had color themed sports th socks. So you can get 
green and yellow supersonic socks. You can get blue and green Seahawks socks and or purple and gold UW socks, which are kind of yeah. cool too. Yeah. Yeah. And you and James went to UW, so um, that's a win. We did. Not your husband. <laughs> Watson's counter, James. Watson's counter, James. Uh, yeah. No. And, uh, you know, I didn't mention it, but I, I just thought that was a really great um, Instagram live. You guys did a great job. And thank you for all the kind things that you said, Nelson. <laughs> yeah a little bit nerve-wracking an hour show that's that's about 15 to 20 minutes longer than what we normally do monica so i was like oh man what kind of what am i going to talk about so much content i have to ex- i have to like keep lengthening here right let, let me talk about monica for 10 minutes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was incredible okay so let's see what do 15 year olds like 15 year olds love pagliacci pizza and so do i their pizza is incredible but i don't want to talk too much about that because we've talked about them before this is my go-to spot to grab gelatiamo. So Nelson, you know where I work downtown and I used to love to stop by gelatiamo for a scoop of my, you know, of my favorites or seasonal flavors. My all-time favorite is the rice and I love that one. But for those who don't know, because we're so focused on the pizza at Pagliacci, they actually stock a variety of gelatiamo flavors. And this time we got the Whopper, which I think is a seasonal flavor. So oh. just ice cream with Whoppers in it, just delicious. Not the flame boiled Whopper, like Whopper no, the candies, Whopper right? candy. But the flame boiled Whopper sounds good too, because I'm all about savory flavors and ice cream, guys. Because I, I was thinking about a, a Burger King Whopper gelato. Right. So someone make that happen, please. Make, happen. make that happen. I want that smoky, like char grilled flavoring in ice cream. Do it, guys. Do oh, it. Give me, give me the thick cut of tomato that they right. refuse to cut thinner. Yeah. Right. Do it my way. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so my week isn't complete without a stop at Mangosteen. Not going to say a lot about it, except they have a new smoked porker sando. And Nelson's laughing at me because I have a weekly meeting with Chef Tai Ha every week. It is. It really is like a weekly meeting. It's just... I can't stop. He, he really needs to cut. He really needs to change it down to one name. I'm telling you, Monica. I know. Mangosteen cut and cook barbecue, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Anyway, so now with their fried chicken sando, which is fantastic, and their beef brisket, now they're going to add a smoked pork. So they're going to get all the meats going on. So just want to shout that out. I saw him spatchcocking the chicken. Instead of smoking it, he yeah. put it on the grill. Yeah, that might be a new thing I might need to pick up. I know. See, that's why it's hard. He's always innovating and hustling, guys. If you want people to eat your food, don't have a menu of three burgers that I've tried out in two weeks. I'm never going to come back and eat those burgers unless it's the best burger of my life. Keep innovating. That's why that's how he keeps getting us. He keeps making new stuff for us to go back. (laughs) <laughs> but Monica, us old people like to see the same menu for 10, 15 years, Monica. Well, luckily, that's not who's buying food right now. <laughs> that's not what's happening. All right. So, Nelson, you and I had the same idea after picking up our sets from uh, Champion Wines, Bell's Pastry sets at lunch. But our schedules didn't connect. And uh, by the way, you've seen too many other people this week. So I'm sure I couldn't make it work, but I couldn't be with you. (laughs) Separately. I was doing the math, you guys. (laughs) I was like, nope, too many. 
So I stopped by Green Tree down the street from Champion Wine. And so it was my first time there. And um, they have those spring rolls with crispy sticks. So that's less like one that a green leaf does. Mm-hmm. I love that crispy stick because it's perfect texture to the fresh elements where you get this really fresh green lettuce. I ate lettuce now. So, oh, my God, it feels so sick. <laughs> <laughs> but that crunchy, crunchy stick just adds a little something, something to it. And I also had the short ribs. So those were done well, but definitely a lighter flavor than I'm used to. And so not that really intense uh, uh, short rib, like soy-based flavor. And uh, But that's just perfect for a hot summer day because sometimes when I eat too heavy, I get really sick when it's really hot. And uh, we tried a bunch of other pork dishes. And, you know, the biggest difference between them and other Vietnamese places I've been to is that they're, they're using a different kind of pork. And so most I go to have like cut pieces of pork. And here they're serving more like strips. And so it really is a different experience. I'm not a fan of it, but that's just a preference. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's not something that I prefer. Okay. All right. That's it, I think. Well, I'm not counting today because, you know, I got to do the cutoff at some point because, whew, you know. Save it for next week. Save it for next week. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> definitely a lot. We did a lot of damage this whole week. That's I'm I'm telling you right now. But uh yeah, that was good. That was really good. Way to support our small businesses. I think mm-hmm. that's I loved your recommendations. You know what? I think I want to check out some lemon pepper wings now at Mangostinas. Oh my god. They're so good. I know. Let's so stop good. talking about. It. Stop talking about. It. I think this is like the fifth straight week we we mentioned them because we can't help it. Weekly meeting. We but can't. It's so good. Like I don't fresh know. Lemon, that fresh citrus pop. I mean, just so y'all know, like all the lemonades and stuff. Like Ty squeezes lemons like every day for that. That's not fake <laughs> stuff. He's squeezing lemons, guys. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's really good. So, Monica, we do have an interview today. Why don't you tell us about that interview? Our interview today is with Chef Garrett Dory, chef owner of Lionhead and newly opened Tiger Tiger in Queen Anne. You may remember Garrett from Crack and Kanji and other pop-ups around Seattle. Here's our interview with Garrett. Hey, everybody. Today, Nelson and I are here with Garrett Dory, chef owner of Lionhead and new restaurant Tiger Tiger. Welcome to the show, Garrett. It's great to be here. <laughs> great to have you. So, Garrett, tell us about your new restaurant, Tiger Tiger, and how it fits with your current restaurant, Lionhead. So, Tiger Tiger is a new restaurant in Queen Anne. We're right across from Key Arena, um, KXP. We were originally going to buy this restaurant. The deal fell apart. That's when Jerry and I talked about Lionhead, so we bought Lionhead. We that for six months, and then after, then six months in, the guys from Triumph Bar called us back, and we're like, we need to figure this out. So they, mm-hmm. we figured it out. We bought it on uh, Saturday. On Monday, the world started falling apart. Mm. And on the next Saturday, we shut down Lionhead for 12 days because mm-hmm. of uh, COVID. Yeah. And then we opened back up Lionhead, where it was able to do, uh, you know, we, we have delivery and takeout from all the services and things. So we were able to do that, get that up and running, get it more solid. And then we switch our attention over to mm-hmm. Tiger Tiger, I have five partners. We all kind of took on a job and figured it out. We're able to open up, uh, I think, June 1st for to-go and take-out. Uh, it's a little slow going, but we're not really expecting much right now. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, we just wanted to open. feel like that we did a great job on the build-out here and in the kitchen. For right now, we have very similar menus with Lionhead, but when this place gets either 75% or 100%, mm-hmm. there's going to be the heavy hitters that are going to be on both menus, and then both places are going to have different mm-hmm. items. We're working on open face bow. We're working on skewers that are actually skewers that are put in the hot pot broth. 
Mm. So things like that. Uh, one thing with the, the arena opening up next year, we're, we're thinking about like kind of quicker things. And down here, we're going to play a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lionhead's more traditional, which is great. Like, you know, I, I love what, what I do at Lionhead, but down here, we're going to try to play a little bit more. Yeah, and see how that goes. But so far, so good. People are always real happy that there's Chinese food in Queen Anne. Yeah. Since the only other one is Uptown Chinese, which is down the bottom, but nobody else is doing Chinese in the area. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. And for folks who are listening, Jerry is the former owner of Lionhead, so I just want to point that out. And also... I have to say, if the food here is half as good as Lionhead, you'll definitely see me more because I live on the north end. I know this closer to your house too. Yeah, I, I'm like nine minutes away. Right. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, it's an easy ride home. Jerry Tronfeld, he owned Poppy. He mm-hmm. won a uh, he was the uh, herb farm for mm-hmm. 17 years. Won a, a James Beard Award. It's an honor to be able to take over Lionhead and keep it going. You know, and that's one of the things reason why the reason why he sold it to us. So. So this is your second restaurant that you're opening up. It's actually my third. Third restaurant. I'm yeah. sorry. That's my mistake. It's all right. What differences have, have you seen like opening up this restaurant than, versus the other two that you've opened in? So in when I opened uh, Crack and Kanji, we had to do a lot of build out and kind of just revamp the place. And then when we opened up Lionhead, it was already open. So we kind of never closed. We just took over. Um, so it was ready to go. It's, we've done some improvements from then, but... We've never closed Lionhead. So this one, we had a, it was closed. There wasn't anything going on. You know, everybody was at home. It was a little harder. My walk, I ordered a walk. Three weeks in, the company shut down. Oh. And, I, and they said it was supposed to be here in four weeks, and it shut down. And then I couldn't get in touch with anybody and things like that. So we just were patient. We bought a temporary walk, which is now in my garage. So I'm <laughs> set it up outside next to the barbecue. And, and then, then they called and said that the walk's here. Mm-hmm. You know, we were able to do a lot of stuff. It's kind of interesting like when we do a drain they weren't doing anything either so they were like great like you know oh i can do that like so we got like getting things done was a kind of an easy process yeah. Yeah. not easy but it was easy just because they were available and then we were given the time that was basically the thing you know we were given the time to do to do the things all these tables got planed down redone resealed the uh, walls got painted we did did the kitchen up the way it was and we're ready we're like, you know, 90% there and we're only can open up 50%, but you know, that's fine for what we're doing right now. Hopefully we don't go backwards. I have a feeling we might, but hopefully we don't. But if we don't go backwards and keep moving forward, then, you know, this place is going to get busier and busier, you know, and it, and it helps to have 500 people, 500 units upstairs. Location, 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 right? Well, so, that was the thing. Like they called up. We yeah. just bought a restaurant six months ago with, this is not the correct path, but it was like location, location. There's going to be a hockey team, hopefully the Seattle Krakens, but we'll see what happens uh, across the street. The concert hall and everything else that's happening here, it's going to be interesting when this place, when everything gets back to whatever kind of normal, new normal is going to be. But Yeah. So I'm going to ask this next question. It's actually two questions, but I'll just combine them into one. So as you know, like Lionhood is like huge on the neighborhood, right? That's where your traffic comes from, where folks are coming home from work, coming to eat dinner. And then, like you said, you shut down for 12 days and then went to takeout. How's that working? And then here, you know, I mean, you already talked a little bit about what your hopes are for the future. But, um, and, and you said you have a built-in like 500 units, which are great there. And then you'll have event traffic. Who else do, would you like to reach in the area? So, with, yeah, with Lionhead, definitely in the neighborhood. You know, we're the second to last business on Broadway. And then it's densely populated neighborhood, uh, you know, residents. 
Uh, we have a lot of regulars that walk down. We have a lot of people that constantly tell us they miss us and they're not ready to come in yet because of their own, which is fine. So, but here, trying to build a neighborhood restaurant in the middle of COVID, it's kind of hard, but we're doing it. We have people that come in, we, you know, we read our Yelp ads and they're like, I've been there twice in one day. And like, <laughs> uh, so it's just, we're just like, first and foremost, this is going to be a neighborhood restaurant. First and foremost, we want this to be a neighborhood restaurant. We, you know, we built the bar. Uh, we have the outdoor patio. Like we want people, like you said, to come home and uh, sit out and make them drinks and do whatever. But it, that's what we want to do first. You know, later on, if the stadium thing opens up, like we, uh, even if when the days that the stadium's not open, like we still want to be the neighborhood restaurant. We want to know people in the neighborhood and we want them to know us. Popular dishes in, in Tiger Tiger right now? It's one thing that it's kind of interesting. Lionhead is all takeout with very little in-house, mm -hmm. and Tiger Tiger is in-house with very little takeout, mm -hmm. or very little app. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of people just come mm -hmm. in, pick it up, and go, mm -hmm. or they sit on the patio. So that's actually pretty cool. But they're, it's so funny that the, the dishes that are popular at Lionhead, not that they're not popular here, but they're not, we're not selling as much. Mm -hmm. Like asparagus, we put seasonal asparagus on the menu, and we can't keep it in stock at Lionhead, and we aren't selling it here, mm -hmm. but we're selling the house-made bacon with rice cakes mm -hmm. and we're selling the uh, twice-cooked pork and like those are the bigger dishes which, and the boneless duck, but it was like you just see complete difference of the yeah. two. Mm -hmm. We're talking about maybe uh, for the, at least for the summer taking mapo off the menu here because mm -hmm. it's not selling, mm -hmm. yeah. but they still buy it up top. Yeah. So it's like, we don't know. We are literally playing this day by day. <laughs> when we opened, we tried to get as much publicity or, or just whatever, you know, Seattle Met wrote a, wrote a great article about us. We went with that. Mm -hmm. For sure. We're going to shift a little bit. I see you around town. Like, we get around to some of the same places. So, yeah. like, what are some of your favorite places to eat in Seattle? One of my favorite places is another Szechuan restaurant. Okay. It's, uh, I don't know what the current name is, but it was called Szechuan Fish. It's on Jackson. We go there, and it's like a four-person hot pot thing that we get to pick our own ingredients so that's actually a lot of fun so we do that so we cook all Szechuan food all night long and then we go to another Szechuan restaurant <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it makes sense Let's see so I have kids so mm -hmm. the restaurants I go to are pretty kid friendly mm -hmm. Ballard mm -hmm. back bar at Bitterroot is uh one of my always one of my favorites mm -hmm. up on the hill the, oh uh tour socks yeah. yeah. So Sydney used to be the chef of Poppy next door. So yeah. I go up there every once in a while, and I love what's campaign in Sydney. And uh, their burger is amazing. Yeah, love their gonna, burger. Yeah. Uh, so also a burger. Talking about switching over is Corello is actually doing burgers out front in between oh, twelve and three, and they're freaking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good to know. Good to know. Well, yeah. I was looking for a good burger. Yeah, Keaton over there is doing a good job on the grill. Mm -hmm. Besides that, uh, yeah. Uh, the last uh, probably good sit-down dinner I had. I got a steak at Butcher's Table that was delicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the classic sides, you yeah. know, like the cream squidge and all that stuff, all that stuff. Monica loves Butcher's Table. <laughs> I do. It's a meat party in there. Yeah. I think I got a $97 steak. Yeah. And but you know, I sometimes not... nothing else will do. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, I think it was, it was for an anniversary, yeah. so it was a special night. Treat yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Nelson teases me because I've been, I've been getting careless. Careless. Careless twice during this. New York Strip. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's from Canlis. Like, right. The novelty of picking up takeout food at Canlis right. right now is like. I don't like to dress up. I don't want to go there. <laughs> like, put pants on. 
Uh, yeah, that is definitely one thing. Especially up in Capitol Hill. The, right. The, the shift in how people dress nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I know. Pretty, it's it's pajama day every day. <laughs> yeah, it's either pajama day or they're dressed like they're supposed to be in the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. I did. That's true. You know, everybody's got those hot, the high boot. Yeah. One last question to close it out. Can you tell us hours of operation for Tiger Tiger? And where can our listeners find you on social media? So right now we are Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're open from 12 to 8. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're going to be open from 12 to 9. Mm -hmm. That's for the dining room. And uh, like I said, we have outdoor seating if people are more comfortable outside. Uh, we have a Facebook page, which is Tiger Tiger Seattle. Mm -hmm. We have an uh, Instagram page, all, all the Tiger Tiger Seattle. That's, uh, those are the two biggest ones that we have. And then I think right now we're basically on every delivery platform. You can order us from anywhere. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, great. yeah, we got Jerry L. Kalamayan to mm -hmm. come in and take pictures. And uh, he's one of my favorite food photographers. He's in the fantastic. He's really yeah. good. Yeah. He's so, fantastic. He, used to my, he was my sous chef at Kraken. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. have a good history with him. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for sitting down with us today. And we look forward to eating yeah. a Tiger Tiger. Thanks, Garrett. No problem. Thank you for coming. And that's our interview with Garrett. Nelson, Kraken is one of those places that I think of with a lot of regrets. I regret not having gone there more. I mean, the kanji was so delicious. The duck was my favorite. And although we haven't tried the food at Tiger Tiger, as Garrett said, he's got menu items from Lionhead right now. And the food at Lionhead is absolutely incredible. So I'd expect the same from Tiger Tiger. Yeah, I'm excited to go and check out Tiger Tiger. He mentioned in the interview that there's going to be like some skewers that he's going to be inventing and some like an open face bow too. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to try those new items. Kraken, it was awesome. It was really weird when you walked downstairs and it was like so mm -hmm. kind of dark in there. So totally. <laughs> Kraken Kanji. But yeah, I mean, I, I really love his stuff. And we got we to go back and check out Tiger Tiger at the new, it's not Key Arena anymore. What is it? Some Amazon environmentalist. Arena. Pla I can't remember. I what is it called, Monica? I the new arena is called, just so we get you on the same page, because it took you a minute to get to T-Mobile. Uh, <laughs> the, the new arena is called Climate Pledge Arena. Back in my day, it's still Safeco <laughs> Field, a.k.a. the Kingdom. So I'm going to keep going to Key Arena, a.k.a. <laughs> I know, but you were so mad at me about T-Mobile Park last time. You said that I didn't tell you. I still say Safeco Field. I'm I'm sorry. I can't I can't condition myself to change it to the new name. It's like <laughs> it's still the Seattle Coliseum to me. It's no it's not Key Arena. It, I think it took me 15 years to figure out to say Key Arena because I used to keep saying the Seattle Coliseum. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> let's hope uh, they never bring down. Let's hope they never bring down Memorial Stadium. That'll really mess you up. Oh, that I I don't even know where that is. Even though it's like right next to Seattle Center. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> okay okay <laughs> okay <sighs> all right monica hey actually we're going to be eating together for two straight days you're back in my circle of trust i'm only going to be eating with you and two other foodie friends so that's just three people okay i'll be watching because our lunch is later in the week and if i see with too many people it's we're done we're not no done. no no I, I, i'm watching I, you <laughs> This week, it was six, so I had one spillover, so I can only mm -hmm. have four this week. Is that how it works, <laughs> or is it just like five for the entire week? It's five I for had, the entire I, week. I was just wondering about that. I, can't, I yeah. don't know. It's five for the whole week. Uh, yeah, for the entirety. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I've broken some rules, guys. I will, I'll be in purgatory for a little bit. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's our show for tonight. Monica, 
I'm going to go back and eat another pint of ice cream. Since it's National Ice Cream Day, my entire diet is going to be all ice cream for just a day. Just oh. just in honor of it. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing more about it next week. Yeah. Cleaning out my freezer. That's what I'm doing. Eating all my pints <laughs> of ice cream. You got a lot of ice cream, I know. <laughs> I, do. I do. I really do. All right, everyone. That's our show for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Get out in the sun. It's going to be about 80 degrees for the rest of the week in Seattle. In the meantime, happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.